right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig, and it's a big week for Michigan football. Would you not say so, Craig? Yep, this is where, this is where, you know what, this is where you're talking about the end of the end of the season schedule for Michigan. Very tough. Uh, this is where you got to put your big point, big boy pants on and, and see what Michigan's made of. So, yeah, it's it's never easy for Michigan, is it? It's not because you know what you look at. You know, Michigan State and others, those other programs that have you look at their final games and you. you know, and you go, really? Like Penn State, you look at their final two games and you're like, oh, come on. Kind of easy teams. And we got the t- two toughest teams in the country. So, Yeah, well, last year it was Iowa and then Ohio State. And this year it's Wisconsin, then Ohio State. I mean, we always finish strong because Ohio State's always the last game. But, man, I will tell you what, these, these schedules and everything. Actually, you know what, I have not. Mm, where to go? I want to look up something real quick because this has me curious to see what happens next year. Have you looked at the schedule next year? I have not. Dang it. That won't give it to me. Come on. They know it came out already. Okay. Yeah, they've they've got the schedule so far in advance because they have to schedule games. All right. So, oh, wow. We have a much nicer schedule next year. Uh, as far as, like, opponents and everything. Um, ooh, well, a little bit. Not to get into too much, but we do kick off right off with Notre Dame, and then the next toughest uh, little stretch is um, October we face uh, home against Wisconsin, then at Michigan State, then a bye week, then it's Penn State. But at the end, it's Rutgers, Indiana, then Ohio State. So that's 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 a little bit nicer, a little bit leaner, but... Anyways, all right, back to business. Uh, so, Wisconsin, Michigan preview. We do have a voicemail for this week that we want to get in because uh, I know that this caller called last time and it was a little bit too late for the episode. So, let's go ahead and go to the voicemail here real quick and get that fired up. Hey, guys, it's Kirby. Uh Calling in for the Wisconsin pregame. Hopefully it's uh, early enough. You guys get this message before you record. Um, so I'm looking at this game on paper and I was looking at some film on Wisconsin last night. Uh, I have some concerns about this game. I know that Wisconsin really hasn't played anybody. Their biggest win was Utah State, I think 51-59 to something, 59-10. Um, I know that they're undefeated. I know that Michigan hasn't won an away game against a ranked opponent since for like 11 years or something, well, over 11 years. Um, looking at all of that, I mean, that is, all that matters is what happens on Saturday, really. Um, I think Michigan has to play better than they did against Maryland. I think they have to play better than they did against Minnesota. They have to play better than they did against Rutgers. They have to play better um, offense and defense uh, and and not take a quarter off 
they can't afford to take a quarter off against Wisconsin. Um, I, I, I got it. It's, it's hard for me because Wisconsin on paper is, seems pretty good, but they haven't really beat anyone huge. And Wisconsin, Michigan hasn't really beaten anybody, um, big either. Everyone that we, everyone that Michigan's beaten this year is probably not going to a bowl game, which is, that bothers me. Um, Wisconsin's obviously going to a bowl game. Wisconsin's obviously a good team on paper. Um, I know I, I, I keep going back to that. They really haven't beat anyone. But I think I think that Michigan has to have a really good game, offense and, and defense. And no mistakes, score in the red zone, don't fumble. Um Cause turnovers on defense. Hornibrook, Hornibrook is is turnover prone, so hopefully they can make something happen and make Wisconsin stall. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Michigan wins, but it's gonna be close, like 21-17 or 24-20, something like that. I don't know. That's it's not going to be a blowout. I'll tell you that. Not in my mind. Uh, oh, I think it, I think it cut off there a little bit before he was uh, done. So uh, thanks, Emigo uh, Kirby, for getting that in. Glad you were able to get that in this week on time. I know that last week uh, you submitted something, but it was the day after we recorded and when we released. So I uh, appreciate that. And uh, I do definitely agree with – wait, where'd it go? Why can't I find it? Oh, there it is. Oh, that was a little loud. But, uh, yeah, one of the biggest things, and I talked about last, we talked about last time, we got maybe a little bit too in-depth talking about Wisconsin last time, but cannot take a quarter off. Cannot take nope. a drive off. Cannot take a minute off in this game because, yes, this is another big boy game for Michigan. Michigan has played against uh, Michigan State and Penn State. Uh, I mean, they know the the seriousness of this game, but it's just like, you know, what you've seen in the past three weeks, there have been some times where they look like they're taking it easy or taking a quarter off or something because they're not performing like they normally do. So it's either they are taking it off or they're inconsistent, which both of those are definite issues. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, to Kirby's point is <clears throat> Michigan has not beaten – this season, a team that's got an over a 500 record. Uh, that's concerning. So, and yeah. he, he mentioned that. So that's something that, uh, yeah. And uh, another thing to kind of piggyback off his point is I don't think we've beaten a top 25 team on the road since 2006. Yep. That is right. Yeah. yeah he was, he was going for that, but he, that's a good thing to, for him to point out too. Thanks uh, Kirby. Yeah. On how pretty much everybody that Michigan's beaten, they should have beaten. Yeah. And the sad thing is, even though they should have beaten them, um, some of those games were close. Now, granted, these past three weeks have turned out pretty good. 
Um, as we all know that Michigan has kind of come into its own. Michigan has consistently been scoring over 30 points a game, uh, keeping their opponents to 14 points or less. Bravo. Well done. Um, but they definitely have not been a Wisconsin team. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, uh, the game, by the way, uh, set for noon. Uh, last I saw, I think Wisconsin was a seven and a half point favorite. Yep. So I guess we'll roll with that. I'm double checking that now. Uh, but something I will go ahead and get into here quickly. Um, while I'm trying to look up some of that is uh, a little bit update with injuries. Um, Something that has happened this week on two players that contribute to Wisconsin, um, they have uh, two players that are questionable. They aren't considered out yet, but their safety, Dixon, and their center, I don't even know if I should try this. I'm so bad at this. Um. (laughs) Badazzi, bedazzled. No, um, <laughs> Badazzi, B I A D A S Z. If I'm not mistaken on the uh, correct spelling. So yeah. Anyways, um, so they're questionable right now for the game. But the I honestly think the bigger news um, came last week. And yeah. uh, Craig, you and I were kind of talking about it a little bit, but they had a bigger injury. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Well, one of their uh, best, um, I believe one of their better receivers on the team is out. So that's a huge loss for them. So, yeah, leading receiver. Yeah, one. Yeah, they're leading receiver. So that's a big thing for them uh, to lose somebody like that. Um, yeah, they're going to – well – for them to lose that kind of a player is going to be tough because, I mean, and actually it helps with Michigan because I believe, um, is it uh, Hill? Burt Hill is going to be out of this game. So you'll see um, uh, Watson. Is Watson going to be in there now? So um, that'll be really interesting to see who's going to be covering who in this game to see what Wisconsin's going to do. Are they going to air it out in this game or not? Um, yeah. Uh, and everybody should kind of recognize their quarterback, Horny Book. From last year, um, and the uh, the biggest thing that we'll probably remember him for is for throwing that interception at the end that Jordan Lewis uh, caught to close out the game. Yeah, uh, which is all over social media again this week because of the Wisconsin game. So if you haven't seen that, it won't take too long to find. And I think one of the players, you know, it's still up in the air is PV, whether PV is going to come in there. He's a really good receiver. He's questionable. He's been out for a while, but he might be coming back just in time for this game. I don't know. He's still questionable, but he would be a nice asset to Wisconsin because he was a very good uh, receiver for uh, Wisconsin. He's been out uh, quite a few games. So, Yeah. And I know that we've been talking about the um, receivers, for Wisconsin, but they are definitely a running team. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. No doubt whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, if you guys have not heard this name before, you will definitely hear a lot of it on Saturday, and that is uh, Taylor, their freshman, yeah. who's doing a fantastic job. Wisconsin always has a running back. 
They do. Which is really annoying. <laughs> well, you take the past four games they've played. Taylor, he's averaging a little over five yards a carry, almost six. That's pretty incredible, but you're right. It, it, look, when you mentioned that uh, this Wisconsin game is going to be in the trenches and it's going to be decided in the trenches, that's exactly what this game is going to be, be like. Michigan doesn't throw a lot. Wisconsin does not throw a lot. So there you go. This is a battle between defenses, linebackers, and you know offensive lines. And whoever offensive line can block better and do the best is more likely to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know that Michigan has uh, Michigan hasn't really faced a a lot of great running backs. I mean, of course, we know Barkley, and that was uh, troublesome for Michigan. It was more troublesome through the air, if I'm not mistaken. And that was actually the only game that Michigan has allowed more than 200 rushing yards by an opponent. But that's... um, but then, you know, just to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside, um, one the next or the next closest uh, yardage is 180, and they just let Maryland put that up last week. So, right. yeah, fantastic. Uh, anyways, but yeah, he he has 12 touchdowns and over 1500 yards on the season already. Uh, he's playing fantastic. You you always uh, have to attribute them having great running backs partially to their offensive line. Uh, that's one thing, the two things that you can always see coming from Wisconsin are um, cheese and their linemen, because uh, that is crazy how their defensive line and offensive line do so well year in and year out. The big guys up front get it done, and they create the holes, and that helps him. Not say, not taking away the fact uh, that he's a good running back. I mean, he still is, but uh, they do work for him and help him out. That's for sure. The next uh, closest. So he has over 1,500 yards on the season. The next closest uh, rusher for their team uh, doesn't even have 350 yards. Right. Yeah. I so know. so essentially, um, not Roger. Shaw, right? Yeah, Shaw, and yep. he's a sophomore. Uh, essentially, if you control Taylor, you can essentially control the game. Uh, now I say essentially because uh, even though they have. Um, they're undefeated, um, and they only have two, 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 only two games that have they had less than 200 rushing yards, and they still won. Um, yeah. But granted, those two games are some of the closest uh, competitive games that they've had. Uh, one was at home against Northwestern. That was 33-24. to 24. And then, oddly enough, at Illinois, uh, it was uh, they only put up 24 points to 10 points. But those, sorry, excuse me, those two games were under 200 rushing yards for them. Northwestern almost kept them under 100. They only let them get 109 rushing yards. and So that's Northwestern. Right. So this it is, um, teams are capable of controlling uh, the running aspects of this team. But then uh, Wisconsin was just able to take over and do things through the air, which uh, – Another thing to point out, kind of going back to what Kirby said, is, yeah, sure, Wisconsin hasn't played anybody. And to that point, they have absolutely not played a defense like Michigan's yet. No, and you're right. And and remember, you got um, 
Hornibrook's going to be, like I was saying, without PB, might be without PB, and obviously uh, George Rushing is the other receiver. forgot his name, but uh, those are two big guys. But you're right. Missing key receivers in this game, really, this is good news for Mich- Michigan right now. So Michigan fans, don't fret. Uh, missing those two receivers, Hornibrook's going to have kind of tough time moving that ball, throwing the ball. We're talking about a guy – He's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, I'm not going to say he's great. He's okay. I mean, he's he's had his ups and downs this year. He's he he almost has 2,000 yards passing. He's got 17 touchdown passes, but he's got 12 interceptions. In fact, during the Iowa game, the last game, he threw two pick sixes, and that obviously rings a bell with Michigan fans with uh, Wilton Spate throwing two pick sixes in the Florida game. So he hasn't uh, been really lightning lighting it up this year uh i think he's been struggling maybe ha- having to know that your receivers kind of banged up and not around but uh you know what it's ball control in this game and you know it, it this is literally if we can stop the run like you were just saying wisconsin is ranked 18th in the country in rushing that's a little bit over Michigan, I think we're ranked at what twenty-five or somewhere around there, um, and with us. So, like you said, it's going to be in the trench, trenches, and Wisconsin's not really a throwing team. Even if you think you've heard the name Hornybrook, and he's not a bad quarterback, I just think, um, like you said, they're going to try to push us around, push our defense around, and if we can stop the run. We got this game. Yeah, and we need to keep playing smart football and not turn the ball over because, yeah, exactly like you said, they have a bad, um, they have a hard time with turning the ball over. And even though they had four turnovers last time against Iowa, they did still win. Like you said, two pick sixes. By the way, the only points scored for Iowa were those two pick sixes. So that shows you how good that Wisconsin defense was performing against Iowa. Yes, Iowa inconsistent. Uh, having their big win against what appears to be a very inconsistent Ohio State team this year. But in that game, to talk more about their passing, um, they had 247 yards rushing. So that shows right there where their dominance comes from. And they had uh, ball control for close to 40 minutes of the game. Uh, So that's another huge thing uh, is controlling the ball um, is going to be a factor in this because you do not want – Wisconsin to be able to hold on to the ball all day. Uh, But for their passing game, yeah, they had two pick sixes. They also had an interception on top of that as well. Hornybrook, actually, I don't have the numbers this uh, right now, but I was looking up earlier. I think he plays worse at home than he does on the road. I think he has more interceptions at home than on the road. Uh, So even though Wisconsin has shown that they can win while still having more turnovers than their opponents, Michigan still needs to um, shut them down on defense. I think that Michigan is going to have a different combination of defense uh, that they haven't seen between a good rushing defense and a good passing defense. Interesting thing to point out is that um, Northwestern is actually ranked ahead of Michigan in for rushing defense. They're, right. at, they're at seven, and Michigan is at nine. Uh, so, like I mentioned, they held Wisconsin to 109 yards. The other team to hold them under uh, 200 rushing yards was Illinois, and their rush defense is ranked 105th. Right. So, yeah. I mean, 
yes, uh, I know Kirby kind of said that there were things that worry about him uh, about with this game. And, yeah, there are absolutely things that I, I have of concern. Uh, but Michigan is absolutely capable of winning this game. But if a defense, a rushing defense that's 105th can keep them that low, I think that's a little spot of hope there for Michigan because we know how capable this defense is. Well, yeah, you got two top 10 defenses going at it. Wisconsin's number one. I mean, they're keeping their opponents 81 yards um, per rush per game. That's it. And um, they've only allowed, I think, three touchdowns on the ground. That's pretty incredible. So, yeah, and Michigan's not far behind them. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be a game where it's going to be it, – it, it's going to be really, really interesting to see where this game is going to be won. And that's where I'm wondering if Michigan can exploit that and come up with something that might be a little bit different than we're used to. You know, are they – could this be the time where, you know, maybe you see uh, Peters throwing the ball more? I mean, do you see maybe getting the tight ends and some of the receivers out there scoring a little bit more? That This would be the time to do it. I think Wisconsin's planning on us running. Thank God, by the way, good news, Karan Higman's back and Ty Isaac, so they'll be dressed and ready to play. Um, like I said, LaVert Hill won't be playing, but – uh, we've got capable runners, and we got a pretty good blocking O-line, which has been doing a really, really good job. But I, you know what? Wisconsin's going to be ready for that, and we're going to be on the other side ready for them. So I'm wondering if this is going to come down to the passing game in this game, even even though we got two teams who are almost similar exact in scoring points, running the ball, and not really passing the ball. And... um that will be really, really interesting on C to see how that happens. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I do believe that Peters is going to have to pass more, um, may, maybe not a ton, but just yeah. pass more to keep the defense true and honest to the point where they can't overload the box. Because I do think that Wisconsin has had um, that leisure uh, where. Uh, certain teams have not been able to pass very well because they've been able to load the box and either completely shut down the running game or break through and uh, throw off their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something to point out in the last seven in their last seven games, they've only allowed one team to break 200 yards passing. And that was actually Maryland. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Uh, or actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wisconsin has only pa- uh, passed for more than 200 yards once in the past seven games. This is Wisconsin. Yeah. So this this shows that they don't really pass it a whole lot, which Michigan hasn't been doing that either. Uh, like we mentioned, you know, they're hanging around mid-hundreds and everything like that. Uh, thankful to have uh, Peters back on. Uh, defensively. They shut down Iowa with only 41 yards, um, but they have been a little susceptible to allowing teams to pass through the air. So Brandon Peters is going to need to pass. It's I don't yeah. know that he'll necessarily have to throw it deep downfield. He'll just have to be doing what he's been doing where he completes it and he gets 
yardage for like five or ten yards and, you know, move the chains. I mean, if we chew time up, that's fine. But yeah. we just ball control, take it down the field, score some points, and um, just like I was saying before, play smart, don't turn the ball over. Yeah. And then uh, Wisconsin sitting there with their third down conversions. They're number one in the country, too. What's up? And that right there shows you that Wisconsin's doing a darn good job at uh, throwing the ball or even, you know, obviously rushing the ball and getting that third down conversion. So they're, they're, they're top in the country. So, yeah, I got, I got some for you on third downs there. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I looked at some of these numbers. Now I, don't, I can't really tell you some of these on like how much percentage of their plays they are. I have it for some of it here, but first downs they've rushed 259 times on first downs. Yeah. Um, and then it slowly goes down uh, the further as you go, uh, but then it's 163 for second, only 47 times for third downs, which they have probably not been held the third down all that much. Uh, but th- when it's third and short, they rush it 31 times. That happens to be 70% of the time, third and short, they run it. So come Saturday, if it's third and short, Really good chance that they're going to be running it. And you know Michigan's going to be prepared for it, but they could always throw that curveball in there where they want to try to pass it. But then again, you look at Hornybrook, and he's not the most um, successful passer. So, But, yeah, yeah. so, so uh, sorry, real quick, though. I do, uh, So 259 times rushing on first down, 58 times passing first down. Right. So that shows you how much they lean on that run game. Oh, they lean, you know, pretty much heavily on that. That they're pretty much top in the country and in in um, re- rushing defense and rushing the ball. They are almost mirror image of Michigan in how they play. Um, obviously, Hornibrook being just you know obviously more game experience and behind center and doing uh, doing what he does. And you know, like I said, he's pretty good. So you know, given all these stats that we're throwing out at the at the fans and them looking at this and saying, you know what, Michigan's got a chance, and they do. What's the one thing in this game? I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the paper. I'm, I'm looking at the stats. I'm getting. I'm gathering it all up, and I'm saying, you got two teams that are similar. Wisconsin's got some problems. Corny Brooks throwing a lot of interceptions. He's turned the ball over. Michigan's perfect team to you know capitalize on turnovers and things like that, and um, it, but then again we're ca- you know capable of running on a team who has the best rushing defense too, and they are too. So what's it come down to? What's this game going to come down to? Uh, it's going to come down to the two biggest things I see for Michigan are controlling the Wisconsin running game. Mm-hmm. And uh, controlling turnovers, like right. not turning the ball over, because yeah. I honestly think that that could be crushing uh, for this team for Michigan on the road uh, if they turn the ball over once, twice, whatever, too many times. That could really uh, throw a wrench in things because they have not had to deal with that for the past three weeks. So for it to be the first time dealing with it on the road. Uh, against this kind of team would be uh, really tough. But we saw the issues that the Michigan defense had against the Maryland running back, can't remember the name, from last week, and he was able to tear things up a little bit. 
And you cannot allow that same kind of a thing here with Taylor from Wisconsin because he will cut you up even worse. Uh, he's got better talent. Um, he's a better running back. And he's made teams pay before. So um, I know that some of it was kind of garbage time last time, people were thinking, but we still had starters out there on the field that were still getting tripped up, uh, that Maryland was able to go down the field. Thankfully, they weren't able to make some field goals and things like that. But, yeah, those controlling the run game and not even just from the line because uh, this uh, Taylor's going to get through. He, he yeah. will get through. He will get by. So this is going to be the linebackers and even the secondary is going to be on need to be on point to keep him from burning them. Yeah, you're right. And I'm totally, I, you know, I'm going to agree with you right there is I think, you know, the turnover thing is and keeping look time of the possession goes to Wisconsin in this game. They're number, I think they're number two, just behind Navy in uh, time of possession. Michigan's up there. I think they're top 22 in time of possession. That's huge. Um, if we can keep, the time of possession away from uh, Wisconsin in this game will win. But I'm going to add to the one thing that you said. Then it becomes the big problem in this game that I'm ho- hoping it doesn't come down to, that I'm hoping that I'm worried about, I'm big time worried about, that is special teams. And that's where I'm – this is where – this is the kind of game where it comes down to special teams – if Nordine doesn't have that kind of kicking game going, we could lose this game just based on missing a field goal. And that's where I'm a little bit worried with this Michigan team is we don't, you know, that he still has it in his head. Is Nordine not shaking off the, you know, the problems, he, him having that huge kind of a blowout with Harbaugh on the sidelines during the, uh, during the game, last game. And it, it, is that going to affect him? Is he going to get better? And I'm wondering if this game, you know, everybody's talking about this game is going to be close, and most of them have them by like a field goal, Michigan winning or losing, and you have Nordine having tough time just kicking field goals, even extra points. And I'm wondering if that's that's going to be a huge issue in this game. Yeah, no, I agree. That's pivotal. And I honestly think that this is going to be a big game for him and that he will be able to uh, shake it off and come back. Um, so I, my anticipation is that he will do well, but yeah, a lot can rest on him because there's a very good chance that neither team is going to get very far into the opponent's territory. And so yes, special teams, field goals could be huge. Um, let me see field goals. Uh, Wisconsin is uh 12 or 10 for 12. And Michigan is 14 for 19. So right now, Wisconsin's riding with a better better yeah. percentage. So There you go. And, I mean, given these two teams who are very good defense, defensive teams, it might just come down to field goals. You never know. Um, both teams aren't very pass-heavy TD teams that they're going to pass to the, you know, to get touchdowns in this game. Who knows? It could be different, but uh, it could come down to field goals, and that's what I'm worried about with um, this team right now and where we're at. Uh, hopefully, Nordine steps up and says, you know, 
I've been waiting for this this kind of game to kick uh, in a hostile crowd and gets his uh, mojo back. And if he does, you know, it'll look good for us. So. Yeah, no, I'm feeling pretty good about him. Um, like I said, for this weekend. And we yep. shall see. Hold on. Actually, I just thought of something that I want to check out. Oh, crap. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, you know what the weather is supposed to be like for Saturday? No. It's supposed to be 20 mile per hour winds and 70% chance of precipitation between the rain. Between rain and snow. Nah, that's Wisconsin for you, man. Yep. So this is this is more than likely now even more going to be a running, you know, yeah. O-line, O-line against O-line and defense against rushing defense. So. Now we're still a few days out, so this could change, and it is showing that most of the rain is supposed to be in the morning. Um, so hopefully it's – well be done before the noon kickoff but yeah we'll have to uh, we'll have to watch that but you know what one thing we got a couple things in our favor because peters hasn't turned the ball over like cornybrook has so yeah yeah but the thing has been too even with those turnovers it hasn't stopped wisconsin from winning but we'll see it is uh uh, like mentioned before, Michigan hasn't won against the top 25 team on the road since 2006. This is big for Michigan. Uh, it's a big game for so many different reasons. And honestly, I feel more comfortable about this game than I do the Ohio State game next week right now. Um, but Michigan has the opportunity to ruin somebody's undefeated season. This is also the first time that Wisconsin has been 10-0 and in program history, so it would also be the first time that they would be 11-0 if they won. Michigan could hold that up for them. Um, I oh, Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I am, I am feeling uh, relatively good about this game uh, so far. So what... Um, who do you think is going to be the biggest performer for the offense this week? Or one of the biggest. I guess I don't have to say the biggest, but a key player that you want to call out for the offense. Um, you know, the obvious choices you're going to say, you know, if Kuran Higdon is going to be playing and if he's going to be, you know, up to full speed, you would pick that guy. He, you know, he's having a great year. Um, He's a grinder. He's a gritty runner. I love that about him. And then you got Evans, who could be the other choice, who's actually running really, really well in space. But, you know, he's going to have a really tough time running against this uh, this Wisconsin defense, a good rushing defense. So, you know what? I'm going to kind of go on left field, and I'm going to say, you know, if Peters gets a little bit of timing issue down, I'm going to kind of say Gentry will be my guy. I, I think – I think Peters has this nice little, uh, you know, relationship with him, you know, and he's he likes to throw to him. He's a big target. He's he's a mismatch, and and I think Jim Harbaugh knows that, and uh, he might be a guy. I think you're going to see a lot of bit more, a little bit more of, and you know, McKeon and uh, some of those guys. But I think uh, I would say Gentry might be. The, the sneaky pick offensive guy in this game. I, um, I, I can agree with that. I think that's interesting, uh, to point out. 
I do also want to say that um, I was kind of thinking about the tight end position. Uh, McKeon's kind of been uh, my go-to person. But honestly, with how Peters has favored them so much in the past few weeks, I kind of wonder if it's going to be high on Wisconsin's list to shut them down Mm -hmm. to target the tight ends and try to shut them down. So I'm wondering how Perry is going to do. Oh, I I think it might open things receiver. I knew it. I knew I was thinking, I go, the guy, Caleb's might be picking a receiver because you're right. It's hasn't been, you know, he, he was banged up. He wasn't playing. So he might be missing that slot guy that he really needs. So, yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if, uh, Because uh, he's got some speed, if he might be able to uh, to surprise them a little bit. Uh, because, like we said, yeah, Peters has um, favored the tight ends quite a bit. So maybe he'll get forgotten and he'll be able to slip through the cracks and uh, do something interesting. Or maybe uh, Peoples-Jones, you know. He's yeah. been out there and uh, uh, he's had a little bit of opportunity. So he just needs to create a little bit more space and uh, he could be hit with some big plays there. So... Uh, but I'll probably go with with saying Perry. I mean, I know, of course, we're talking about uh, receivers and tight ends here, so Peters will be needing to do well. But um, but yeah, we'll see that. We'll we'll watch with that. Do you think? What do you think is going to be more successful then for Michigan? I mean, since Wisconsin is going to be trying to shut down the running uh, aspect of the Michigan offense, do you think that? Mm, actually, no. I'm going to get back to you on that. I'm going to be back to you. I'm going to hold on. That'll be a lock it or dump it uh, that we're going to get to. So, okay. So, any other thoughts before moving along? No, just good points. I like that. I like the Perry aspect of it. That might be somebody he could look to, you know, to get a little bit, get some speed on that side or McDoom, you know, I know he kind of looks his way a little bit more too. So, yes, that is a good point. Uh, since earlier in the season, uh, McDoom was kind of, uh, shaky with, uh, receiving on the receiving end of things, but he has uh, been doing better. That's for sure. Well, um, to get to a few things here before we get into final thoughts and predictions, Want to talk about uh, lock it or dump it? Fit this right. in here. Michigan is plus seven and a half. The over under is thirty nine, so they are projecting a low scoring game. Um, first one up, Craig. Michigan will hold Wisconsin to less than one hundred seventy nine rushing yards. Oh, good one, good one. I, did. I almost went 200, but I was just like, mm, that's too easy. I'll say, I'm going to say, uh, I'll, I'll lock that. Lock it up. I, um, I'm feeling pretty good about because we keep going back to the idea that uh, Wisconsin has not faced a defense like this. Um, it's tough to say, uh, but I will join you on that. I'll go ahead and lock that one as well. So um, here we go, bringing up special teams again. Nordine will hit two or more field goals in this game. Oh, man, that's a good one. Oh, man. Two or more? Yep. Oh, I'm going to dump that. Ooh. 
no faith. Ye of little faith. <laughs> no, that's all, that's all good. Because uh, I will actually go ahead and lock that because I, um, like I said, I just think that he's going to get back. I think it's going to be two. I'm like, I think it's just going to be two, but I think this is when uh, he comes I back. I think he'll get a short one and a longer one. Um, I'm not saying exactly how, how far and everything. Hopefully the shorter one comes first and he can kind of get back on track and, you know, do well within everything. I know I don't really like looking at that uh, weather and stuff there, but who knows? It might on. Was there further information? Ugh. When's supposed to pick up around noon? That sucks, but ah, we'll see. Um, to, to do last one here then for lock it or dump it. Michigan will have more passing yards than rushing yards. Ba-da-da-da. Passing yards than rushing yards. Ooh, good one. Um, I'm gonna lock. I'm gonna lock that. I think they will. I think they. I think they know they're gonna need to do that. So. Okay, that's where Wisconsin weakness is. So. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I will actually dump it then. Well, not in in reaction to what you're saying, but I was already kind of anticipating on dumping it because um, while I think that it'll be decent for the Michigan passing game. Uh, I mean, gosh, what Brandon Peters has just been hovering maybe around 150 yards passing. Uh, So I think the running game will be kind of around in that area as well. I don't know if they're going to break 200 yards rushing, but you know, I mean, they're both around there. You're looking at 300 total yards, which uh, Wisconsin doesn't let up very often. So yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the running game. Um, being the anchor point for the Michigan offense. Okay. So, but that will move us right along into final predictions. All right. All right. Cue the music. Um, do you I, – I always forget. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go. Okay. I feel like maybe you went first last time. But anyways – um, all right. Yes, everybody's saying low-scoring affair. I mean, the over-under is set at 39. It's been a while since it's been close to being that low. But uh, so 39 points. I hope the weather stays well. Uh, it'll be interesting. It says that it's going to be kind of hovering around maybe uh, the high 30s. So it's going to be brisk. Um, running game will be key for both teams. I don't think either of them is going to be overly uh, successful. I'm banking on the pass, uh, banking on it kind of being even, a uh, relatively even. You know, enough passing, enough rushing to keep the Wisconsin defense uh, true and honest, so that Michigan can get up and down the field uh, every once in a while, just enough to put up. A uh, couple touchdowns and a couple field goals. So Michigan putting up 20 points while Wisconsin still finding some success and being able to go for two rushing touchdowns. So Michigan 20, Wisconsin 14. Ooh, I like that. Nice. All right. Well, you got two defenses, two great rushing defenses against each other. Um Neither one of them are particularly fantastic at the passing game. Uh, Wisconsin's got some banged-up receivers, which helps Michigan. Um, 
they got a couple of really key banged up uh, injured players in this game. So you know, so did we were were missing Levert Hill, um, but we have Gron Higdon back, and I think it does. You know, might come down to the running game based on the weather that you just mentioned. So that might be a factor. Um, it, this game's going to be really interesting if you can combine. You know, get rid of the turnovers. You know, and I'm going to kind of take a, I'm going to take a low score approach. I'm going to say 17-14 Michigan. That is only if Nordine can hit those field goals, or you know, he can get that field goal and not miss one. If he, I feel like if he misses one in the beginning, it'll be, it's going to come back to bite us. Ah, very good. Very interesting to hear. Then, uh, yeah, that. He can be a huge factor in this, that's for sure. Uh, something I want to mention real quick because I kind of forgot about it, and it's something that you we've been hearing and seeing on social media. So to give people a heads up, something to think about. I wonder, Craig, if you saw this. But um, people have been uh, – uh, there was something put out there about Harbaugh saying something about uh, Ruiz – and uh, watching him this weekend, so that he uh, he could potentially be starting somewhere else. Okay. So a little heads up there on what could uh, uh, transpire then for the offensive line. Uh, something to keep an eye out for, and maybe seeing something different for the offensive line. And who knows? Maybe it's a little boost, and you see some better production from the offensive line. So. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really, really interesting. So, I mean, he could be in a position switch on um, offensive line. So, and that'll be really, really interesting on what happens with him because he's such a good player. Uh, he's fantastic. He's going to be amazing here at Michigan. And to see where he's going to, where they're going to put him, will be really, really interesting. So, but uh, I think he's going to be. I'm not sure what position he's going to be, but. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think it'll be at right guard, but uh, it'll be obviously in a different position, and uh, we'll see exactly where he's going to be. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch, to yeah. say the least. So, all right. Well, uh, to talk about what else will be happening in conference then for this weekend, uh, other noon games: Rutgers at Indiana. Indiana's favored in that one by eleven. Uh, Minnesota is at number two. 23 Northwestern, uh, the Wildcats favored by seven and a half. Um, 330 is Purdue at Iowa, Iowa favored by seven and a half. But this just goes to show you how easy some teams have it here towards the end of the season for the regular season. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> Illinois is going to number nine, Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by 41 points. <laughs> Maryland is going to Michigan State, 17, and Michigan State is favored by 16 points. That's a 4 o'clock game. Uh, interesting. No night games here for the Big Ten, actually, noticing that right now. Uh, Nebraska then goes on the road to number 10, Penn State, and Penn State is favored by 26. So all three of those teams, oh. the three teams that are leading that are um, – at the top of the Big Ten East that we're still competing with and everything, all three of them have easy games this week. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. The one that looks like it's uh, the closest to having any kind of issue is uh, the 
16-point favorite for Michigan State over Maryland. Uh, hey, DJ Durkin, if you uh, want to do some do something nice for Harbaugh, send him a present. You know, <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> yeah, you know what to do. You know, yeah, that'll be an interesting game. Um, but uh, Maryland's got their work cut out from at uh, Sparty Stadium. So. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, that's the schedule. That's things coming up. Those are the predictions. Going to be. Should be a good game. It's probably going to be a lot like last year, if anybody remembers that, Michigan Stadium. Um, sometimes it's uh, it can be grueling to watch defensive games, but uh, it's an art form when you watch Don Brown do it and exciting to see how dominant it can be. You, you, sometimes when you watch those low-scoring games, it just looks like an ugly game. Yeah. Um, but last year and really any time that you see Michigan – well, okay, let's take out the Michigan State game this year because that was – ugly all around weather performance and everything, but, um, it's, uh, you got to appreciate it cause it's, it's impressive. And especially with, you know, I mean, that's what Michigan has been riding on really for the past three years. I mean, even with DJ Dirk and then Don Brown came in and here we are in third year, it's always been uh defense kind of leading the way and offense doing what it can. So, uh, yeah, enjoy it. Uh, cause <laughs> Michigan definitely went without, uh, any defense there for a little while, so yeah, they sure did. So we'll see what that game. Is. You know the interesting thing about get. You know what my wife did the other day? Came up to me and she said, uh, "What time's a Michigan game on Saturday?" When she asked that, you know, there's trouble, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I said it's at noon. She goes, "How important is the game?" And then you know, and then you know, you're really in trouble. <laughs> I said, "Well, it's at Wisconsin. It's probably one of their most." throughout this season, one of the most important games they have on, on the schedule. And she goes, Oh, okay. And I went, all right, what, you know, what is it? And she goes, I got, we got free tickets to a, um, a play or, you know, one of those big time plays at a, at the Wharton center. And it's at two o'clock. And I went, ah, I go, well, okay, that's cool. I'll watch but I I have to watch this game. (laughs) So, You know, it's one of those games where I hope Michigan blows out Wisconsin. Then I I can kind of go and sit and watch this play in the theater because I like the theater and and I'm enjoying it. That would be great, but I don't see that happening. (laughs) So I'm going to be – I told her, I said, look, I'll turn down my light on my phone, but I'm going to be – I'm sorry. I'm going to have to be checking my phone every 10 minutes to see what's happening. So you're going to have to be my – my eyes and ears in this game. So, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So that that would be tough. Yeah, I don't really have much going on Saturday, so no. I will I will be set. I will be in the clear. Yeah, well, I wasn't in the clear. I could say I could not say. It's one of those I could not say no to that. But well, yeah. I'll say a little prayer for you, man. So <laughs> do that. Yeah. Best of luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, wife, uh, wife trumps all uh, football. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this is uh, here going to be coming out. Uh, you guys will probably be listening to this Thursday, maybe even Friday if you don't listen to it the first day that comes out. So the weekend is almost here. We are that much closer to yeah. Michigan football once again and to a great matchup. Hope your week goes well. Thank you guys yeah. for tuning in. We'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.